What was that music in the background? I kind of liked it. It was like a loading screen. Oh, it's the baby monitor. <laughs> should I turn it off? <laughs> that seems like a bad idea. You should probably keep that on, no? <laughs> if she screams loud enough, I'll hear it eventually. Oh, I'm sure your wife appreciates that. <laughs> actually, you know what happens if if she like sort of cries and starts waking up and we don't get to her in time, but she actually eventually she'll get out of bed herself and start walking around. <laughs> It's just walking, wailing, screaming thing in the house. It's yeah. a lot of horror movies. <laughs> right, yeah, it is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me think of, uh, did you ever play Left for Dead? Yes. What, wasn't the, like one of the creatures you have to fight, it plays like creepy music and you hear like a baby crying and stuff. And then, yeah. Wasn't anyway. that the witch? Yeah, that's what it was, the witch. That's like the one that you couldn't make any noise or like exactly to you. Exactly. And it would just wail and attract everything else. And you're like, oh my God. That's what it's like having a three-year-old. Oh, okay. Well, good to know. I'm going to make some notes on that over here. (laughs) Yeah. While the witch is sleeping, let's uh, see if we can get this podcast through. Wow, that's that's your daughter. (laughs) I said witch. (laughs) Two best of friends. I will drive down there to beat you. We were very cool in high school. Who think they know football? I just went on a really long tangent there about Brett Favre. I have to pay more attention to their lives this year. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. Ourlands.com. Pro fancy football. Pro football reference. ESPN. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We are diehard football fans that just want to talk football. The 2M Football Show starts now. Hello, 2M Nation. Hope everyone's doing well. Everyone's excited. Everyone's pumped, locked, and ready for football because it is officially on. You know who's the most locked? Drew Locke. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I went there. Sorry, nice. I can't stop peeking in on my Broncos news. I know they're your Broncos. Hey, hey, hey. In. Our Broncos. <laughs> oh, that's right. Joint custody. We had this discussion last that's time. Right. That's right. Um, but yeah. Hey Matt. Hey, what? Hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks <laughs> for joining. Thanks for joining me on this uh Beautiful Thursday night. August. I don't know if it's beautiful. It's pretty freaking humid. I don't like it. Make it go away. Yeah, that's true. The, the weather's been pretty bad lately. Oh, my but. God. Bad's an understatement. Nothing <laughs> like walking outside and you're like, there was a forest here yesterday. I swear, I've never gotten as many tornado, severe thunderstorm warnings and stuff like that as, as this summer, it feels like. Just I, mean, I feel like, like I'm telling you, like, hey, I don't know about tonight, dude. It's getting weather. The weather's getting bad. And you're like, it'll be fine. And then we're like, well, I hope you're buckled down and you tied a few lead weights and a boat anchor to you because, you know, it's getting bad. Yeah. When the building shakes, I think there's something to probably be concerned about. Yeah, it's usually not supposed to happen. It's fine. Um, but anyway, this is the 2M Football Podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the, the, the Midwest weather reporting show. Yeah. We need music for that uh, segment of the show. <laughs> I only got like loading music. It's fine. Loading music in the fantasy corner, which I, I believe next week is going to be the week. <laughs> but Oh, man. Until then, 
We're recording on Thursday night, August 12th. A couple of preseason games have actually been played already tonight, uh, which is exciting. Pittsburgh to... 24, Eagles 16. All right. Pittsburgh to the Super Bowl confirmed. <laughs> Whoa. But, yeah, over the next yeah, few Wayne days. Haskins? He actually threw a touchdown tonight, and I'm very upset that we dropped him. <laughs> you are not. At... I'm not. He was still second in the game after Mason Rudolph, so. I would but, hang up on this call right now. <laughs> he looked better than uh, the Hall of Fame game. I'll say that. And not that I even saw it, but I did see in the stats he had a touchdown. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we got a full slate of preseason games coming our way this throughout the next few days. Uh, start to see some of these training camp battles play out in earnest on the field with real game action. We'll get to a few of those in a little bit. A few of those, yeah. For today, though. Um, we're mostly the, we're going to focus on our NFC predictions this week. We did our AFC predictions last week, talking about division winners and our, revealing our playoff sleepers. We'll do the same in the NFC this week. But NIFC, the NIFC. That's right. That's right. The very, very catchy uh, new word that you've come up with. <laughs> yeah, that's that. I am not here for any type of educational value. I'm purely here as the idiotic comedian, and I accept and I endear in my role. Well, well, thank you for that. Always a valuable uh, part of the show. <laughs> Let's start with some news, though, really quick. Uh, as usual, some of this is old news by now, but Josh Allen signed a six-year, $280 million extension to stay with the Buffalo Bills. And $150 That's million of that. more million dollars than I have. Yeah, <laughs> same here. <laughs> and $150 of that is guaranteed. $150 million is guaranteed. Uh, he certainly earned it with the way he took a big step forward last year. And, uh, yeah, he'll be around for the long haul. Good news for them. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so this is news that, that broke immediately after we stopped recording last week, now almost a week ago. But there were report came out that the Eagles were getting close to trading for Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson and that the trade talks between those two teams were heating up. Getting spicy. Uh, yeah, for briefly, because later on that same evening, last Thursday, uh, apparently the Texans stopped returning teams' calls about a trade, and now it looks like they're hoping he will change his mind and agree to play for them. Uh, all of that, assuming, of course, that he doesn't end up uh, suspended or on the you know commissioner's exempt list and uh, ineligible to play this season. Uh, but in any case, he was back in padded practice with the Texans this week. Interesting. It is. It's just another one to monitor. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows what's happening there because he was pretty uh, pretty adamant about not playing for this team again early in the offseason. I don't know if I want to dip into any more of that one, but that has certainly has questions on my radar. Yep. Same here. It has huge repercussions for the whole league, whatever happens there. Uh, here's a guy who is staying with this team, at least for this year. Uh, Xavier Howard, the Dolphins' top cornerback on that corner uh, keystone of that defense. Uh, he had requested a trade because he was not happy with his contract, but they were able to work it out. The team added about $5 million in incentives to his contract for this year. And uh, my understanding is they have a verbal agreement to extend him after the season. So uh, he's happy staying in Miami. Great news for that defense. Huge, huge for that defense. Couple injury updates. We'll go through really quick. Whoa! Cowboys are expecting quarterback Dak Prescott 
um, to be ready for week one, the season opener. He's been dealing with a shoulder injury in training camp, um, as we all saw on Hard Knocks, of course, focusing on the Cowboys this week. But then there was a report today that he is scheduled to get another MRI on his shoulder next week. Uh, supposedly, it's not cause for concern. He hasn't had a setback or anything. Seems kind of weird, though. <laughs> so I guess we'll await those results. Uh, Saquon Barkley in the same division. The team says he's expected back, quote, by week three, although they haven't ruled out week one. It's Good amazing. Is- like we, Two weeks ago, we had no idea if he was even going to start. Now they still haven't ruled out week one. Right. It's still still in doubt, I would say. But good news is he was activated off the PUP list on Monday, and which means he's eligible to start practicing with the team. And according to head coach Joe Judge, it's possible that we'll even see him in the preseason. That would be very surprising to me, but it seems like... If anything, uh, it would be a very light reps. Yeah, right. It seems like he's trending up, though. Other potentially good news is that uh, Carson Wentz, new Colts quarterback and their top guard on that line, Quentin Nelson, uh, both have a chance to play week one now, they're saying. Oh, wow, magic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they are both recovering. How from the do you same. do it, Carson Wentz? <laughs> they're both recovering from the same exact foot surgery that had a really... I guess they didn't drop the weights on their foot at the same time hard enough. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's no guarantee, but it did have a really wide range of uh, recovery time from, I think it was five to 12 weeks. <laughs> to what, two? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Playing week one, I think, would be less than five weeks even for the recovery time. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see. Good news, though, I guess. It, at least it indicates that it'll be on the shorter end of that timeline. Until he plants his foot to throw his first pass, and it's fine. Um, I guess switching over to bad news, the Ravens wide receivers. Oh, bad news. This isn't just bad news. This is 20, what, 2020 all over again? Well, we've been talking about um, how the Ravens revamped their receiving core for this year. However, two out of their three uh, top receivers are injured right now. They've got Marquise Hollywood Brown. He's wow, that's, that's been around what that was supposed to mean? I'm sorry for the auto formatting. I did not want that. (laughs) For those who don't know, because they can't see the note literally says two thirds are injured right now. I did not know that that meant two out of three receivers. I was like two thirds of the receiving core are injured. Who's left to play. (laughs) I mean, two thirds of the guys that are are good. (laughs) There are other guys there, but they're not the guys they wanted starting. Uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown is the one who's been around for a few years. Uh, he's got a hamstring strain that sounds moderately serious. And then rookie Rashad Bateman, who they, I, I think was a first-round pick, first or second round this year's draft, had a groin surgery uh, this week, and he looks like he's going to miss a few weeks into the regular season and come back maybe late September. So that revamped receiving core we talked about so much and was part of my reason for picking them to win the division – is now just Sammy Watkins, who they brought in as a free agent this year. And of course, you've got so tight much end. better about not picking <laughs> Baltimore to win the division. They've still got Mark Andrews, of course. He'll probably be the leading he'll receiver be, in the meantime. Yep. Which will be good news for our fantasy team. But I will still hang my head if that's the only thing I can hang my head on. <laughs> not, not so great for the Ravens at large and their uh, 
their goals on offense this year. True, but as we've known, we get pretty selfish when it comes to fantasy football. Oh, absolutely. I was having this conversation the other day. Uh, I forget with who, but it was – oh, no, it was a thread I saw on Twitter, and it was like, would you rather your favorite NFL team win a Super Bowl or your fantasy team win a fantasy championship? And for me, that's 100%. I want a fantasy championship. Right? Screw the Packers if it means I can get a win in fantasy. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Speaking of Packers, was that a segue? Uh, You just made it one, and thank you for doing that. (laughs) Again, my only purpose for being on the show. There was a quote from Jordan Love, uh, Packers backup quarterback, saying he's learning from Aaron Rodgers, which is great. And uh, the the comparison he made, I very much appreciated. He said he and Rodgers are like master and apprentice. (laughs) Very good. Can't get enough of that Yoda uh, grumble. (laughs) Grumble. Who uses that word? I don't know, man. It's late. It makes sense to me now why they had to let like Bortles go because they're only like. be- because of the rule of two, Matt, which implies oh. implies that uh, they're Sith lords, I guess. <laughs> Good love. Kill him. But which was destroyed, the master or the apprentice? Bortles is. You know how in Star Wars there's that, I don't know, was it like a fan conspiracy where it's like Jar Jar is an evil Sith Lord? Yes. Darth Jar Jar. That's Portals. <laughs> Darth Blake. That's amazing. Actually, that's a pretty <laughs> badass name. Darth Blake. Sounds cooler than Darth Bortles. <laughs> that could have been Jar Jar's last name, Jar Jar Bortles. <laughs> it's all coming together. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I appreciated that quote from Jordan Love, and, and uh, he gained some gr- uh, brownie points in my book by making a Star Wars reference. That's Terrible quarterback, great analogies. A couple updates on training camp battles that we're going to be monitoring, uh, mostly around quarterbacks. In Denver, for our Broncos, uh, head coach Vic Fangio said that Drew Locke is going to get the start in preseason game one. Um, that's against the Vikings this Sunday. But he followed that up by saying Bridgewater is going to start game two. So going to get a look at both of them with the first team offense in a real game scenario before making a decision, which only makes sense. Similarly, in uh, New Orleans, Sean Payton uh, says he's not going to announce a starter until the end of the preseason. Totally understandable. Uh, They play the Ravens in preseason week one uh, this weekend. And I haven't heard yet who's getting the start there, but my money yeah, would be on classic Sean Payton, like playing his cards super close to his chest. Sure. So nobody can build a plan just yet. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, my money's on Taysom, I guess, as much as it pains me to say. Does it pain you to say I've been slowly converting you? It does pain me to say, <laughs> but I think you're right on this one. Uh, this one was a bit of a surprise. Urban Meyer, the Jaguars' new coach, says that Trevor Lawrence and uh, Gardner Minshew are in an open competition for the week one start, which seems surprising to me given they used the number one overall pick, <laughs> draft pick on Trevor Lawrence this year's draft. It's probably just a motivational tactic. Um, as much as I do love Gardner Minshew, I'm a fan, uh, it's hard to see him starting week one over Lawrence. And in Chicago, the Bears rookie Justin Fields is going to get a lot of playing time in the first preseason game this Sunday or Saturday against the Dolphins. 
which I just want to note is especially exciting for me because guess what? I'm going to be there. What? That's right. I can't wait. I'm hanging up this phone call. I don't like it. <laughs> you didn't even have the decency to be like, hey, do you want to do something? You know what? It wasn't my decision. I was invited by a, a friend of a friend. <laughs> and, well, your uh, friend of a friend is no longer my friend. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'll let them know. Yeah. Do they even know who I am? <laughs> uh, no comment. Oh, shit. But uh, <laughs> I'll be there uh, getting, doing some live scouting. So I'll, I'll bring back a report. Live scouting. We barely know how to run a show. You're going <laughs> to scout? And the, we're in the nosebleeds, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, you know, I'll let you know how the, the little dots look on the field. <laughs> so, all right, here's here's this, like, we don't normally do story time, but you remember when we all went to uh, the Bears training camp? Of course. And the Bears had just got a wide receiver from Pittsburgh. Why can't I think of his name? He was injury prone in Pittsburgh, and for some reason he came to Chicago. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember. And he injured his finger on that training camp while we were there. And missed like the first three weeks of the game with a sprained finger. It was a wide receiver from Pittsburgh. Oh my gosh, that's really bugging me now. I know, I remember this. Because we were leaving and like we were in the car driving home and I happened to see, get a news alert that about Chicago Marcus, wide receiver. Marcus Wheaton. That's it, Wheaton. Injured his like thumb or his finger in practice today. And I'm like, we were there. <laughs> Matt, did you do this? <laughs> well, I wasn't a big fan of him in Pittsburgh, but that's just my own analysis. Let's see really quickly. While we're on the topic, are you he looking was, up this information? He played, yeah, he played 12 games for the Bears, three catches for 51 yards. Yeah, he didn't do Jack because he was terrible. <laughs> and then he played one more year after that for the Eagles, played in one game, and had zero targets and zero receptions. And then he retired. Nice. So I think Good, you, great career. We safe to say you ended his career. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, that was the news. We're going to take a short break and come back with our NFC prediction. And we're back. All right. Woo! Back. All right. The startling revelation that Matt doesn't listen to his own show. That's okay. What? Who said that? Facts. <laughs> we have to go to the tape and find out. Um, but yes. The undercover you're... 2M files. <laughs> <laughs> the M files. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, let's talk about the NFC. The NIFC, got it. And we're going to start in our home division of the North. We're not going to end there? What? This goes against everything we've done for like three years. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. I have the memory of a goldfish, so I, I just, I don't know. Did whatever was on the top of my head. Not, not based wow. on anything that's happened in the past. I... <laughs> Who's winning this division? I, I think hands down, there's only one team that's claiming it. Now that Rodgers is back, yeah. The, it's, Even it's without Rodgers, I mean, no, the only really? other team right now that I think could have a chance is Minnesota. Detroit, could, we have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Chicago has pieces coming together, but they're not there yet. 
Green Bay has a lot of pieces in place. There's just a key question at the quarterback position. Minnesota would be the only other team that's actually put together to make a run. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. If, although I will say, if without Rodgers, I would have picked the Vikings to win the division. Uh, but, but yeah, Rodgers is here, so it's the Packers division still. That was easy moving on to the South, the NFC South, where the uh, Saints won the division last year. Uh, I forgot to say the Packers won the North last year, so we're picking that to continue. In the South, the uh, yeah, the Saints won it last year, but then they lost, uh, you know, future Hall of Famer Drew Brees in the offseason, and uh, Michael Thomas is out for a little while. Um, also, they have the defending Super Bowl champs in this division, bringing all 22 starters back from last year. <laughs> so I'm taking the Bucks to win the division this year. I mean, I think – you're playing the long ball if you're picking one of the other teams. Um, with the Saints, you know, Sean Payton may be one of the finest offensive-minded head coaches in the entire game. But the team is not in a rebuild phase, but they do need to refit and rearm their offense. Atlanta has its flaws, but Matt Ryan is still a top-ten quarterback. Carolina, I have a bunch of question marks for still. Mm-hmm. So I would say that the Saints or the Falcons, you know, two-thirds of the remaining division could potentially be a surprise and challenge it. But, I mean, I'm not going to bet against the house here, so I'm going to go with the Bucks. Yep, agreed. It's going to be interesting with the Saints, whoever they pick to be their starting quarterback. Either way, um, they're not going to have – great weapons i'll say you know because thomas is out for the first maybe first month of the season they don't have any established receivers behind him they uh, lost veteran tight end jared cook in the offseason they got camara that's about it though so i'm a little worried the defense should still be good but i'm a little concerned about the offense uh now in the nfc east which uh might be the toughest choice to me uh, last year, Washington won the division with a sub-500 record. Uh, what do you think is going to happen here? I am honestly torn between two teams. Me too, and I bet they're the same too. <laughs> um, I'm torn between the Cowboys and Washington football team. Yep. Uh, yep, me too. <clears throat> with an underlier, a sneaky underlier being the Giants. I mean, this news around Dak is kind of concerning. I don't know how Ezekiel Elliott's going to perform because he was not great last year. And we know what happens to the Cowboys' defense when there's no offense to put points on the boards. Whereas Washington was that sneaky, surprising, well-put-together overall team. Um, And their head coach had just had everything stacked against them. And Ron Rivera just pulled a team that was the laughingstock and won a division sub-500. If I were to give it to a coaching standpoint, I'd give it to Washington. Mm -hmm. With the Cowboys, I don't trust Mike McCarthy to make the decisions that need to be made to bring the defensive side of that football up to what this offense can put up. Offense gets you in games, defense keeps you in the games. I'm actually going to go out here and say Washington retakes the division. Yeah, I think that's... All right, just to make it interesting, then I'll I'll pick Dallas because I there we I, go. <laughs> I was hoping you would pick Dallas, then I would have taken Washington. 
Well, fine. Uh, we'll do that. You know what? I can back up Dallas just as much. <laughs> yeah, because Washington seems like the more complete team to me because they already had a really good defense. They were top five last year, and they then they're so obviously their problem was on the other side of the ball where they had a, a carousel of quarterbacks coming through. They've um, stabilized the quarterback position by signing the veteran Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they also brought in um, Curtis Samuel. And I think Adam Humphrey, too, to kind of bolster the – give them some more receiving depth. And that's on top of having a decent O-line and uh, budding superstar running back, Antonio Gibson. So I, I like the pieces they've got on offense and think they have a far superior defense now, or again, compared to Dallas. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll take Washington then. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. And, and to the Cowboys' credit – they did uh, make some steps to improve the defense. They drafted linebacker Micah Parsons in the first round. Uh, they took a corner, Calvin Joseph, in the second. They signed in free agency uh, veteran safety Keanu Neal. So, you know, they're trying. <laughs> They've made progress. It's just if it came down to coaching, I like what Rivera's done on paper versus McCarthy. Right, and, and now there's questions about Dak in his shoulder. And I feel that the Cowboys lean way too heavily, as was evident, on Dak to carry the entire mm-hmm. team. Right. Um, and then Ezekiel Elliott took a back step last year in a shocking manner with the number of fumbles he had and all the problems he had. So if he corrects that, then this Dallas team is right back in the running. Yeah, I, I think it'll be close again, and I think it'll come down to these two teams. However, the Giants, like you mentioned, had a sneaky good defense. They added a couple playmakers on offense, too, and they're getting Saquon Barkley back at some point. <laughs> so I would say I wouldn't be surprised if they were in contention. I just don't see them as the favors to win. Right, yeah. Uh, they I could definitely was... upset someone's day with a shocking, especially a divisional win. Oh, yeah. They could definitely ruin someone's day. Well, remember what they did to Seattle that one game last year? They beat them like – this is probably wrong, but they beat them like 12-7 to 7 or something crazy like that with their defense. Yep. Completely shut down Russell Wilson. Yeah. Speaking of Russell Wilson and the hey, Seahawks. Hey, man, you're good at these segues. Uh, you set them up, I knock them down. Yeah, the NFC West, which of course contains the Seahawks, who won the division last year. Um. I am not picking them to win it this year, though. How about oh, you? Are we really going to pick the same team here? Oh, so lame. You've got Arizona winning it, too? No. That was a joke. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Gave me a – I was going to say, this is very reminiscent of the last time you picked Arizona. <laughs> no, I kind of chewed no. you apart. Don't you do that to me again. <laughs> hey, all I have to say is I was right. Barely. You were barely right. <laughs> hey. A win is a win, even if it's an ugly win. I think what you said was that it was a year too soon. So, if anything, this would be the year to pick them. But uh, but no, I have the Rams. I as well have the Rams taking it. I feel like bringing in Matthew Stafford is a huge upgrade to that offense. Paired yeah. up in, in Sean McVay's system, I really think they're going to rival the Seahawks, who, again, have failed to address the key situation of their offensive line again. Yeah, the Seahawks, to me, are like the same team as last year. The Rams got better. I think they got significantly better this offseason. The only thing, it's unfortunate they lost Cam Akers, but, um, you know, Daryl Henderson's pretty good, and they've got, I think, the rookie Xavier Jones, who 
McVeigh is talking up, you know, of course, like, like every team, everyone looks great in training camp, but you know, whatever. Uh, they've still massively upgraded the quarterback position, like you said. And I also want to feel like there's something lingering there via the, the trade talks that happened with Russell and the Hawks over the offseason. Oh, yeah, a little bit of bad blood. So not that you can't look into everything or, you know, analyze it that in depth, but it says that there is some type of contention there. Yeah. I mean, we already know about the Rams' defense, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey – you know, they're great on that side of the ball. Uh, they've got a really good offensive line. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods are great uh, one-two punch in the receiving core. And, uh, yeah, I think bringing in Stafford just puts them over the top. And, uh, honestly, I think they might be the best team in the league. We should do Super Bowl predictions. <laughs> Whoa. But my way-too-early pick is uh, probably rams Bucks in the NFC Championship game. Are we Sorry. really doing this now? Sorry, Rogers. No, we're not going to do it on the fly. We want to be able to put more Don't thought do into that it. To me. <laughs> I, I, uh, the it's going to be the the Lions and the Eagles. Talk about sleepers. <laughs> hey, speaking of sleepers, I am passed out. Oh, not us. <laughs> yeah, right. Not yet, Matt. Give me five more minutes. <laughs> ten, Your ten, five minutes is like four hours. Ten more minutes. These people, yeah. these people don't understand what goes into this show and how much I got to listen to your yak. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we picked our division winners. Now let's talk about our, our playoff sleepers in the NFC. Oh, boy, this gets exciting. So just to quickly recap what our definition of a sleeper is, we decided to – A team that to... sleeps on the bus. Yes. Very good. <laughs> Yeah, so we decided to to uh, make uh, any team that finished eight and eight or worse last year eligible for a sleeper pick, which ironically means the entire NFC East technically would have qualified as sleepers, but that's kind of cheating. <laughs> as you last, pointed out, there were way more NFC teams than yeah, AFC teams. Yeah, interesting, right? I guess the AFC is is a, the the better conference. I don't know. So it was a little bit more interesting, the picks. Uh, just to recap, last week, I think you picked the Raiders, right, in the AFC? Unfortunately. And I picked the Broncos. So once again, two teams in the same division, which is fun. But this time? This time, I think we're in different divisions. And uh, since I, as we discussed, I have <laughs> the memory capacity of like a 2008 iPhone. Why don't you go first? And it's going to be a surprise to me. Is it? Yes, because I forgot. Get it? I don't have any memory. Yeah, I got it. That okay. was too, yeah. Okay, thank you. How about how about how about we play this game? I already know yours, but since you quote unquote forgot, who do you think I would pick? Yeah, you know, I actually remembered. <clears throat> it's the Lions. Okay, well now you just you just literally took all the fun out of it. <laughs> it's the Lions, right? No. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna disown you from our division. Uh, I took the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, that's right. I know you've always had a soft spot for them, and Matt Ryan in particular. I have. And I feel like with, with the way Matt can, Matty Ice can still put up numbers, even without Julio Jones, he was a top-five quarterback last year, went way under the radar because of the Falcons' record. I'm hoping that if they can strengthen their defense, Calvin Ridley as WR1, drafted Kyle Pitts to bolster a receiving tight end. I think we got this on lock. They're not going to make it very far, but they'll make it to, you know, the wild card round. Well, I mean, it's a bold one. 
it is true that they they lost a lot of games last year in very Chargers esque fashion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like maybe their special teams knows how you know an onside kick works. Yeah, hopefully they have a new special teams coordinator. <laughs> they do. That's really all they needed. <laughs> Damn you, Dan Quinn. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a it's a bold pick. I'll give you that. Do you think they beat uh, the Saints in the division? I think they can sweep the Panthers. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to go one and one against the Saints, depending on how soon their first game is. If they face off without Michael Thomas, I think they have an edge to make a stamp early in the division. But once Michael Thomas comes back and gives that defense those problems, they're going to be in a much different situation. Mm. That's true. And once Taysom slash Jameis becomes more comfortable in the offense and everything. Yeah. Right. Once they develop, anytime a quarterback develops rhythm, they just get harder to stop. All right, cool. And then I will finish it off with uh, my NFC sleeper pick. And it I is can't the believe you picked this team. San Francisco 49ers. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. I mean, I am nervous about it, but I really like this team. They, so last year, They won six games. Not great, but I think given the circumstances and the fact that they were absolutely destroyed by injuries throughout the season and they had a lot of key players sidelined due to COVID protocols um, and on top of being in maybe the league's toughest division, I think six games is a pretty good achievement for them. And we talked about this in the roster breakdown show. Their leading quarterback for the season ended up being Nick Mullins because Jimmy G got hurt. They had C.J. Bethard, I think, thrown in there a couple games. Former um, OSU quarterback, by the way, throwing it out there. Did not know that. Thanks for that. Got um, you. Because Jimmy G was, yeah, hurt, like you said. There were other key pieces of this offense. George Kittle missed, like, half the season. And, of course, their superstar uh, tight end, Raheem Mostert, their leading running back, missed – a significant chunk. The list just goes on and on of guys that they didn't have during the season. They still won six games. They only really, realistically, they only need to improve on that by a few to maybe sneak into the playoffs, which I think they can do. They're kind of set up in a great way for Kyle Shanahan's system. We know they have a really great offensive line. They added Alex Mack in free agency. They've got a strong running back room with Mostert. They brought, they drafted, they traded up in the third round to draft Trey Sermon, the rookie. And uh, it is a toss-up who's going to play quarterback for them, at least to start the season. Sounds like it'll be Garoppolo. And he's been okay when healthy. It's not like he's been bad. He just has gotten hurt, I think, two out of the three years he's been there. At some point, he'll probably hand the keys over to Trey Lance, who, you know, I guess, like I mentioned, take it with a grain of salt. But he looks great in training camp, and we'll get a chance to see him in, uh, in preseason soon. But he should be an exciting player. It might even be an upgrade over Jimmy G if they let him, you know, if they let him take over around week eight or nine, he's had some time to get, adapt to the NFL. I mean, I think it's a bolder pick than the Falcons, but. Really? I, I say they have a better chance than the Falcons, but I don't know. <laughs> the, the interesting thing is um, it's possible now with the addition of a seventh playoff spot in each division or in each conference, it's possible for an entire division to make the playoffs, which would be insane. But I could kind of see it happening with this division. It is probably the next to the AFC West, the most rough house division, which is the quality of the teams. 
Yeah. So, but I, I think, sadly, I think the team they're going to have to leapfrog is going to be the Cardinals. Uh, which, well, I mean, sad for my pick last year, but <laughs> I guess I'm Are jumping over. <laughs> um, but yeah, just to finish the argument, they have a really good group of skill position players, even though it's thin, I will admit that, but they have Kittle, second year wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk, and then Debo Samuel, who I think is in year three. All those guys are really good, and but they all missed time last year. And defense was top five last year, and that was even without Nick Bosa, who tore his ACL in week two. So he'll be back. They get their offense back, and uh, they should. I think they should be able to follow the game script of running strong running game and playing good defense with some nice plays from the quarterback sprinkled in when needed. Establish the run, get that play action going. Good to go. So that's my pick. Nice. And that's it for the show. Keeping it short this week uh, for, for everyone's sake. We were just getting started. It kind of feels that way, but it's, it's, <laughs> this is a better length. I don't want to ramble on for too long. You do enjoy your rambling. I sure do. This is my only outlet to do it. So thanks for uh, uh, bearing with me. <laughs> I'm contractually obligated to put up with it. But thanks, thanks for thanks for humoring me. That was the word I was looking for. But that's right; it is in your contract that you signed. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's what happens when you're drunk. Uh, drunk on excitement for the season starting. Yeah. <laughs> we will be back same time. Well, maybe not the same time. Same place though. Next week, we're going to talk about provided the wind and the weather doesn't blow us away. Yeah. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna talk about any of the biggest preseason week one takeaways, and then we're gonna shift gears and talk about fantasy football. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so, Matt, you have some homework this week. What? <laughs> I love how serious yeah. you got. I'm gonna need your top ten at every position. Ready what? to go. <laughs> There's like nine million positions. Have you ever seen a football team? Have I ever like, seen a football team? There's coaches once? and assistant coaches and janitors. You'd be the janitor? F***ing A, I'll be the janitor. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, that's our homework for the week that I'm give, I'm assigning to each of us. All right, I'll pack it under my busy schedule. Okay, thank you. I was just waiting to have your agreement and have it on the recording so that I can use it against you if you don't follow through. <laughs> Damn it, there's a little red button still on the... Oh. That's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, we're going to start our fantasy football coverage next week. Uh, we got two weeks of that coming up. Uh, so yeah, look forward to that. I'm very much looking forward to it. And in the meantime, let's uh, let's get out there, get out there to the couch this weekend and watch some preseason. Yeah, football's back. And we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us at our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the Gridiron.